It's time for the Ron and Brian podcast. Get ready to fill your ears with the latest news, politics, current events, and whatever else we feel like talking about this week. And now, your hosts, Ron and Brian. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to episode 252 of the Ron and Brian podcast. It is Sunday night. It is 8 o'clock. Happy Easter or happy Passover to those of you that celebrate. To everyone else, happy Sunday. Brian, how goes it this evening, my friend? Oh, Ron. Oh, Ron. Uh, it, It is Easter. It is a day that we all sit back and realize that sometimes... It's okay to take a weekend off from your your hectic day-to-day life. Sometimes it's okay to just crawl into your virtual cave, get some sleep, recharge the batteries, and come back on Sunday refreshed. This is Easter. All right. Well, let's get right into it. It's time for Drink of the Week. 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 Brian. What are you drinking this week? Oh, Ron, you know, on a day like today, calls for only the best of the best. And when I say the best of the best, I'm talking about Bud Light, people. Nice. That's right. Um, you know, it's when, when I'm thinking America, I'm thinking, you know, values. I'm thinking just what represents me and the beer that I want to be. This is a this is literally the size of my it's head. a huge can. It is a huge can. I might be drinking two of these today. So after dark, people, if you haven't signed up for our Patreon, jump over. We'll I heard you had a nice set of cans. Ooh, Ron. Hey, Ron. Ron. Yes. Ron. Bud yes. Light. Easy to drink. Easy to enjoy. That's what Bud Light and its simple, iconic four-ingredient recipe has always stood for. With every moment and every beer, we strive to make easier life to enjoy. It's from our friends over at Anheuser-Busch. They invest time in making a meaningful impact. They are business partners, collaborators, and community leaders working to make a difference around the globe to better our future. They create jobs. They show up to lift up our neighbors when national disasters strike. They remain unwavering in their advocacy for responsible drinking. They put sustainable innovation at the center of their business to leave our world a cleaner place. And every time they brew... They use the highest quality ingredients grown in America by American farmers who have been their partners for generations. Coming in at 4.2 ABV, 110 calories, zero grams of fat, 6.6 grams of carbs. I'm about to drink some delicious American beer. So when it says four ingredients, is it water, water, water and water? No, it is water, water, trans rights, and water. All right, gotcha. How does it taste, Brian? It's like somebody took a good beer and watered it down. Fair enough. But hold on a second. Them. I will not accept this. What? I will not accept this blasphemy. Why is Brian a commercial? This is not what he, this is not a commercial. This is me telling you. What a great American beer Bud Light is and how it represents all the values that you stand behind. Bud Light. That's a good finger point. Very nice. Ron? Yes. What are you drinking? Uh, so uh, I, uh, I, su- I supported small business this week, Brian, as I often do uh, last night, hanging out with friends of the podcast, the Jardies, at Bill's Best Brewery over in Glenside. Uh, I picked up a four-pack of their Fortress of Solitude Indian Pale Ale uh, in a frozen tundra far from civilization. This is packed with the Kryptonian bounty of mosaic Centennial and Eldorado hops. This hazy IPA features notes of melon and tropical fruits. All friends and allies are welcome. Uh, Mm -hmm. So leave behind the bustle of Metropolis and discover the regenerating taste of Fortress of Solitude. What is the alcohol content on this bad boy? I didn't look that up. 6.7%. So it is hazy, 
I mean, take a look at that. That's got a good haze to it. Looks very. Oh, I, I, I can't even. I can't even look through it. I cannot see. Ooh, oh, that's ooh, good. Ooh, ooh, oh, oh. Can you can you taste the kryptonite? Taste the kryptonite. I can. You know what's good about this? I, I I'm not a fan of overly hopped IPAs. Very smooth hop flavor. Getting the citrus undertones. This is a delicious beer. Mm. Um. A delicious beer. Well, it's a good thing because you're going to be drinking three more of those. Yes, without a doubt. Uh, Bill's Best. Check them out next time you're in Glenside, PA. In the meantime, check out our Beast of the Week. Ron and Brian's Beef of the Week. Brian, what's bothered you this week? The United States medical care system. I know that was my beef a week ago. I had another incident earlier this week um, where um, I was uh, I was offered a prescription for a medicine. Um, I went for a, a follow up for my cholesterol uh, level, so I had more. Uh, uh, blood taken. While talking to the doctor, I was uh, uh, bringing them up to speed on these recent problems I'm having with my uh, right knee. And there was a prescription that he said, listen, it's not mandatory, um, but it's something, you know, if you want to take it, it may help. So uh, I said, sure, call it into my local Dwayne Reed by Walgreens. Wouldn't it be great? I suddenly have the urge to just like like do a commercial for every company and, and, and uh, brand <laughs> That I mentioned for the rest of the hour, just to I just to think maybe Ali's going to just go crazy and think that I really am a walking commercial. Um, so uh, uh, they called in the prescription, and I went to pick it up, and the uh, pharmacist behind the counter literally looked at me and said, "This is nine hundred and fifty-six dollars." Whoa! And I said, "With my prescription? I mean, with my insurance?" And he looked at me and said, "Yes." I said, "How much would this cost without my insurance?" At which point um, he looked at me and said, 966. So if I'm hearing you correctly, it was $10 more using your insurance. No, it was $10 without it. It would have been 966 without the insurance, 956 oh, with 956, the insurance. that's what you said. Nine so insurance was going to pay $10. I was going to pay 956 at which point I looked at them. We exchanged this awkward moment of silence. <laughs> Right. At, at which point he said, it's a uh, it's a non formulary. As if I understand that right. kind of insider lingo to which I, I, I just finally broke and said to him, I'm sorry for wasting your time, but that's a pass. And I walked away. You should check and see if it's available on that uh, that pharmacy website that Mark Cuban runs. Is that Mark Cuban dot com? It's like cost plus. It's like cost savings or something like that. But they, I they, might check it out. They sell it at, uh, but that is ridiculous. Why do you have insurance if um, it's only going to cover ten dollars? Correct. It was outrageous. That is, I mean, I I will agree with your beef of the week. Sometimes it's a little first world problem. This is definitely uh, a major issue. Well, I mean, it, if it was something that I needed to, to to keep me alive, I mean, that would be a a, a complete different issue. Sure. This was just um, uh, shocking and sad. Uh, that's another uh, good suggestion. Try GoodRx. Sometimes you find some coupons on there that will discount okay. your. Uh, but yeah, but it's ridiculous. You shouldn't have to go jump through hoops in order to. Uh, shouldn't have to pay for a medicine. Should not have to. Um, Ron. Yeah, my friend. What's up? What's bothering you? So my beef this week, Brian, is uh, driving to New York. Um, which I did this past Wednesday night as we attended AEW Dynamite uh, at the UBS Arena in Elmont, New York, which we'll talk about later. And I I rarely drive to New York. Rarely. Mm -hmm. I've driven to New York probably three times in the last, I'm going to say, 20 years. And all three of those times were because of you, my friend. You should feel... You should feel uh, privileged. I do. Uh, but I figured, I'm like, you know, I'm not really driving in New York City this time. I'm going to Queens, you know, to stay in a hotel to go with you to, to Elmont. And I just figured, hey, why not? I'm leaving at like 1, 1.30 in the afternoon. Shouldn't be a problem. Except that damn Belt Parkway 
took me over an hour to travel that last 15 miles to my hotel. <sighs> Absolutely ridiculous. That's unnecessary. And then traffic was moving much faster the next morning when I left at like 5.30 a.m. But there are literally sections of the Belt Parkway that they've repaved and not sure. bothered to put the lane lines back on there. But Why would they? But I'm not sure why they have them in general because people are just literally going side to side. Uh, people are going 80 or 20. There's no real in between there. Uh, it, was, it, was, uh, it was like the Autobahn. It was ridiculous. I mean, it was great seeing you, uh, William Esquire, Dom. Uh, but that drive, just brutal. Absolutely brutal. Next time, would you take a train? Um, see, the, the issue with the train is you get into, into New York City, and then I still have to get out to Long Island. So it's sure. like the amount of time that it takes me to go to Philly, hop on a train, go up to New York City, hop on the Long Island Railroad. Like, at the end of the day, it's you know, six of one, half dozen of another. Have you thought about a mega bus? Uh, possibly. I mean, it's only a dollar. The only good thing about staying in my hotel was I did get a chance to meet in person former WWE superstar, badass Billy Gunn outside my uh, my hotel. Uh, went over, asked him for a selfie. That's a picture of it right there. Yes, Brian, you look like you have a question. My question was this, and this one I, I, I was somewhat um, perplexed by because uh, uh, Dom and I dropped you off outside of your hotel. Right. And we watched you walk in and go to the elevator. Correct. How, when did this photo happen? All right. So I was, I went back up to my room. And if mm -hmm. you remember, uh, I told you how, when I got to the hotel, there was no parking available and I had to park on the, the street. No valet. Yes. You had to park and on I the was, street. We, we were all completely convinced that my car was going to be stolen overnight. Sure. Sure. I remembered the guy had said, when you come back, see if there's any spots available. I was like, oh, mm -hmm. yeah. So I went back down on the elevator to go out to talk to the valet to see if there were any spots available. Oh. I walk out. I see that there is an available spot. So I'm like, awesome. But then I see like a guy hop out of an SUV, move like the valet cone aside, and the other guy park his SUV and drop the cone back. And I'm like, what are these sons of bitches doing? And, and these, they hop out. And one of them was, was Billy Gunn. And I was, no uh, I was a little inebriated. I said, Hey, you guys, I will be a big fan. And uh, you were not that inebriated. You he, did not. Um, you were not slurring your words when we were at uh, the uh, state. Don't pretend that you were, but that is, uh, that is the smile of a man who has worked a long day and, uh, really just wants to check in and go to his hotel room. Are you talking about yourself or are you talking about Billy Gunn? Talking about Billy Gunn. I had already checked in. I was ready to just go right back up in the elevator. Uh, question. What had he done? Because um, we were uh, we watched all the matches and I never saw him once. Uh, we were doing a beer run when he came out, uh, I believe, during the acclaimed segment. He is also oh. a uh, he's a coach for AEW as well. What is a coach? What, what does a coach do in wrestling? I guess he coaches uh, the wrestlers on how to do. Uh, to is do that it. like Jerry Sandusky coaching or is that <laughs> like not not quite like that? It would have been hilarious if Billy Gunn was trying to steal my car, Billy. Well, I'm sure it was an upgrade. Uh, he, was, he was he driving. Was, no, he was. He had a he had a pretty nice car. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, really? Yeah, I ended up riding the elevator with him and QT Marshall. Who's and they QT were, Marshall? Uh, he is another wrestler. Not, oh, not, okay. not as famous. They were they were both, however, jealous that I was on the top floor and they were not. We started <laughs> we started comparing comparing Marriott Bonvoy statuses. Did you um, let them know that you um, are the 49% uh, owner of the Ron and Brian podcast? I didn't want to brag. Oh. I didn't want to seem brag braggadicious. All right, Brian. If let's... you really want to brag, Ron. <laughs> you show off If you really gold. want to brag, I'm just going to say this to you. Um, uh, maybe, do, are we going to talk AEW? I think we're already there. I, I think maybe later on, I kind of wanted to get to some of the news first. Listen, you can, you can keep the belts handy on your shoulder i would often do that during these shows but brian i wanted to i mean i i need to talk about what has what transpired in tennessee this past week tennessee okay so what transpired in tennessee was this um jethro was making meth in his uh in granddaddy's trailer um didn't have the right amount of sudafed that uh mary lou had stolen from the local Dwayne Reed by Walgreens. 
Brian, I um, think uh, that's not exactly the, the Tennessee story. Uh, Brian, are you familiar with what happened in the Tennessee House of Representatives this past week? Yeah, so apparently Tennessee passed a law this week that um, uh, school officials are legally allowed to look at the genitals of children. That was Kansas, are... actually. Oh, Tennessee was the state where they announced that um, free lunch for poor children was um, going to be. No, that um, was uh, that was North Dakota. Um, Tennessee was the state that announced that abortions after six weeks were going to be banned. I believe that was Missouri, actually. Ron, I don't know what happened to Tennessee. I don't. <laughs> I, right. I can't tell you what happened in Tennessee. Well, Brian, I think you are aware uh, that uh, about a week or so ago, uh, a shooter killed three students and three adults at a private Christian elementary school in Nashville, um, and so ten thousand kids marched to the House of Representatives last week, demanding that lawmakers do something to make them safer in their schools. Um, they sure. they they properly you know, entered the house chamber in the viewing area and started to protest and chant, um, at which time three Democratic House lawmakers who had not um, had not been allowed to speak, they say, on gun control for the week, um, joined in the uh, in the in the chance. This was uh, representatives Justin Jones, Justin Pearson and Gloria Johnson, I believe. Uh, Matt, if you could, I believe we have a, uh, a photo of the three of them. So there, there are the three right there. Um, Gloria Johnson on the left, Justin Jones in the middle, Justin Pearson on the right. Um, and so uh, because of this, Brian, because they were passionately protesting for some way to help these children, um, mm -hmm. how do you feel the GOP responded, Brian? Okay. Um, I would say that the GOP heard the uh, the the loud voices of the protesters, you know, just basically asking for some simple steps to be taken to increase their safety. And I'm going to say that the GOP members of the Tennessee state legislature um, had a, a change of heart and decided that if they truly were um, the party of um law and order, that they were going to um, uh, take steps to uh, uh, improve the safety of the children in schools, police officers responding to um, uh, uh, domestic calls and um, ban. And they they voted to ban assault rifles. All right. Well, that didn't exactly quite happen, Brian. No? Uh, there were three resolutions filed on Monday by Representative Representatives Bud Hulsley, Gino Bolso, and Andrew Farmer. Uh, three resolutions uh, filing seeking the expulsion of Jones, Pearson, and Johnson. Uh, not censure, not referring to an ethics committee, immediate expulsion from the Tennessee House of Representatives, of which a vote was held in the House uh, on Thursday, I believe. So, Brian, you see the three members that were up for expulsion. Two mm -hmm. of them were expelled. One survived by a single vote. Would you like to guess, Brian, out of the three, who survived the expulsion vote? Uh, Willie Tyler on the right. Uh, no, uh, it was actually Gloria Johnson, the 60 year old white woman. Uh, she survived while representatives Jones oh. and Pearson were expelled from the house body. Um, uh, excuse me, uh, Tennessee legislature. Um, that's a very problematic. <laughs> and everyone's pretty much said this is extremely problematic. What is also problematic is uh, what a lot of people are saying is the speed in which the sure. expulsion took place. So some stats for Tennessee, Brian, where the GOP has controlled the House and the Senate since 2010 and the governor's mansion mm -hmm. since 2011. Um, since that time, Brian, there have been 148 shooting incidents at Tennessee schools sure. during that period. Tennessee ranks sure. 10th in the country in school shootings with at least one death or injury since 1970. Uh, Tennessee also ranks 33rd in the country in education and consistently ranks amongst the least educated states in the country, despite education levels being on the rise nationwide. So the GOP has had 13 years to address 
school safety and gun control and mental health issues and have not gotten anything done, but yet managed to get their act together to kick two of these individuals out uh, within a week. Listen, this is, um, you know, uh, Janelle's got a point right here that Tennessee is trying to outdo Florida. And I think what you are looking at here is a, uh, is is a complete lack of restraint by um, conservative politicians to um, push an agenda through that is um, uh, basically pandering to the base. It Without is a com- it's, it, it is an utter lack of legislating. It's a um, uh, I, I mean I, I don't even understand how to how to put in words that we have um, representatives, uh, you know, we have a representative government. You know, we have, we call it a democracy, but at the end of the day, it really is a representative government. Um, the uh, population votes for representatives at multiple levels um, of local, state, federal government to represent their um, their beliefs and, and, and their wants um, when it comes to legislation and regulations um, uh, within this country. And you have now have an unabashed um, a set of uh, legislatures who are, um, for lack of a better phrase, disregarding a majority of Americans in terms of what they are looking for in terms of, um, of laws. Now, what's interesting is I'm not even sure at this point, I think even the base, uh, you know, on a national level, GOP uh, figures were, I think, hoping that this did not go through because it sure. is an amazingly bad look. And at the end of the day, it really does not solve what they were trying to do, which is to kick these representatives out. Because what is going to happen now is since these two uh, representatives, Jones and Pearson, have been kicked out, their mm-hmm. city councils now get to appoint um, a replacement. And sure. it, it appears that all that will happen is that Representative Jones and Pearson will be reappointed to their existing seats until a special election can be held, uh, which they obviously have a great opportunity to win again because they won right. those seats in the first place. What this also allows them to do, which they normally would not be able to do at this point in their uh, in their in their service, is to start fundraising again. Because in Tennessee law, if you were sitting in the House of Representatives for a six-year seat or a six-year uh, term of service, you can mm-hmm. you can only fundraise starting, I think it's a year and a half prior to Election Day. Well, now that okay. they have technically been kicked out of the House, even if they are appointed as, uh, as by the by these councils to be put back in, they don't have to follow those rules. So they are now at this time the two of them raising incredible amounts of money from across the country because they've been given a national platform. These two guys have given some of the greatest speeches that I've seen any young politician give lately. I would recommend if you have not watched. Yes. Can we, um, uh, the Ron and Brian podcast or uh, the entity properly known as RNB LLC, um, can we donate to their political uh, campaigns? Of course we can. You just, uh, you let Matt know the dollar amount. I'm sure he can take care of it. I think we should uh, we should donate to each of their campaigns. All right, consider it done. Um, now, also, I wanted to play a bit of uh, a bit of video. Um, so uh, I thought you wanted to role play a bit. I, I was like, save <laughs> that for after dark, my friend. Spicy material goes into after dark. So, uh, Representative uh, Justin Jones was on MSNBC last night. Uh, they were interviewing him about his expulsion. They also had on Michael Steele, former head of the RNC. Sure. Who basically, well, I'll, I'll, you'll listen to the video, supports sure. these two young men and in his own words, disgusted by his own party sure. because of this. Tonight I am, I am uh, horrified and ashamed as, you know, with yet another episode. So let me just start by saying uh, to Representative Jones, um, you, you stand for something bigger than uh, what happened today on so many levels. You represent um, a future that America has been leaning towards for a long time. Your generation will change this country. Your generation will mark this moment and every last one of those bastards who voted you out 
will rue that moment, whether it's in Tennessee, whether it's anywhere else in the country. Your generation has an opportunity to seed something different. What we're witnessing now should not stand. It cannot be allowed to stand because it not only makes a mockery of your service, makes a mockery of your leadership for your constituents, it makes a mockery of the very constitution that you swore to uphold as a representative. So you continue to do you. Today, folks, what we saw was Tennessee telling two young African-American men to not get so uppity, mm -hmm. right? We can't have you doing anything more than we want you to do. So you need to sit down and be quiet. And when they didn't, they tried to silence them. So this idea of the uppity black man, the uppity black woman is still a prevalent feature of racism in this country. And today you saw it on full tilt. You saw it on full tilt because as you just discussed, uh, Stephanie, there was no difference amongst the three representatives in the position they took, the actions that they did, they committed, the things they said on that House floor. And the only difference was these two young men are black and the, and the white female, uh, uh, the woman was white. And they made that very clear. So uh, you continue to, to lead, my friend. Do your thing. You've got a country that watched this real time. We watched it real time. We tweeted about it. We talked about it. We experienced it real time. And that, I believe, has left an indelible mark, an indelible mark on this moment for a lot of Americans. So Friday is going to come. Monday is going to come. Weeks will follow. But the momentum and the energy is with you. Just keep pushing ahead because you need to change this country. Couldn't have said it better myself. I no, mean, I, I actually, I actually don't believe you could have said it better. Um, there, there has been so many uh, downward spirals we've seen in this sure. country in the last seven years. Um, I think what has happened in Tennessee is uh, a new low. Um, but I also think it shows that. You know, the, the I don't know whether the GOP didn't learn anything from this past election day or if there's just a level of arrogance in some states where they still feel they can get away with anything. I mean, Tennessee has really only been a red state since 2010, 2011, not mm -hmm. in, 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 in the grand scheme of things, not that long a time. And sure. you now have a, a youth in the state of Tennessee, much like across the, the country. Right. Um, which is very energized and of course. they want their voices to be heard. And we, you know, when they, when they see these young representatives that they can relate to um, being treated by, you know, old white men in positions of power, sure. you know, I, I think, you know, I think election day in Tennessee in 24, 26 and 28 um, going to be very interesting, uh, but sure. it is, it is a disgusting abuse of power. You know, normally coming from, um, uh, you know, I'm trying to think what what's the word I'm trying to use. Well, anyway, so another thing I wanted to share with you, again, to show what a fucking clown car um, the state of Tennessee is. Um, you know, obviously, they, there was a bunch of Tennessee lawmakers that were on various uh, channels. Um, there was one that went on CNN, uh, state uh, state representative. Uh, Jeremy Faison. I think we have a picture of him here. Well, oh, he's good. Um, like you know, a Republican. Um, you know, they well, like they him. they asked him. I think it was Van Jones asked him why they did not refer this to an ethics uh, committee. Sure. Why they didn't look into censoring, which is usually what's happened. And there was there was a number of cases they pointed out of other representatives. You know, to claim one urinating on another person's seat in the House chambers. Been there, done that. Uh, various criminal activities, and they've just mm -hmm. been censored. And Jeremy faced up. He's like, huh, I didn't feel like referring it to uh, uh, to an ethics committee. So, Brian, you may be saying to yourself, Ron, I feel like I know the name Jeremy Faison. You're asking yourself Ron, that, aren't you? Ron, I feel I know the name Jeremy Faison, but I can't really place where. Is there anything 
you can point to where I would know the name Jeremy Faison, which actually was interesting enough, my DJ name back at WCDB Albany. Well, let's uh, let's jump back in time, Brian, to a story that we covered back in January of 2022 uh, about a Tennessee politician uh, who made headlines because he tried to de-pants a referee at his son's high school basketball game. What? And it was the very same representative, Jerry Faison, attending his son's high school basketball game, got upset over a call, literally attempted to yank down the pants of the referee at that game. What was her name? The referee? <laughs> it was it was a guy. You know? Don't worry. Oh, my guy. gosh. It well, that's certainly so not very the same uh, man anthem. condemning the behavior of, you know, representatives sure. Jones, Pearson and Johnson uh, has proven that uh, he uh, cannot have good behavior himself. Listen, I, I think it is it is very well established. And I know that right now I'm going to make a statement and you are going to probably be able to pull up four articles right now. But um, it is it is very clear that the South has um, uh, uh, just unabashedly embraced um, uh, gun rights and gun ownership. Um, Ill, it, it, almost irrationally, where it is, um, uh, the, I think the story you're about to pull up uh, is from is is coming down to Texas, where Governor Abbott announced, I believe it was was it yesterday or today? Uh, I believe it was uh, it was yesterday. Uh, yes, it was yesterday that this, uh, okay. this story came out. So apparently um, there is a former uh, U.S. sergeant by the name of Daniel Perry, who in July 25, uh, July 25th of 2020, keep in mind, people, this was um, uh, just a short period of time after George Floyd's uh, uh, murder by Minneapolis police. Um, uh, uh, there were protests through the streets all over American cities. Um, I believe this took place in Austin. It did, yes. So um, there was a, a protest taking place in Austin. Uh, Sergeant uh, uh, Harvey Perry, Perry uh, was that Sergeant Sergeant Daniel Perry? Sergeant Daniel Perry had actually um, gone online to say that he was going to be packing up his guns. He was going to be driving down to Austin, and um, he said this was a perfect opportunity to shoot some people and um, get away with it. Um, what did he do? He got in his car. He drove down to Austin um, where um, he shot a man to death. Yes, he did. He shot uh, Garrett Foster to death with his handgun, uh, claiming that he fired at Foster only after the pro protester pointed an AK-47 into his car. Now, what was the um, victim doing, um, allegedly? Um, uh, uh, excuse me. What was he doing prior to allegedly being accused of aiming a gun at a car? Um, well, first, witnesses have testified that Foster never raised the weapon and had only mm -hmm. been pushing his black quadruple amputee fiance's yes. wheelchair when okay. he was killed. Now, I'm not saying everybody on this planet is an angel, but if you're a guy in Texas and you are pushing your quadruple amputee fiance at a Black Lives Matter rally... I'm going to say that you have my um, uh, you have my support and uh, uh, anything that happens to you, I will I will um, uh, believe your side. Unfortunately, he's not alive to give his side of the version as he was shot dead. So um, a jury recently found him uh, uh, guilty. Uh, he did. He was found guilty. Um, he is uh, he is uh, facing sentencing sure. um, on this. Uh, I don't know what the and what the, I think it's 25 years to life. Texas is all about law and order. Correct. Texas is all about law and order. We, you know, we have laws on the books. We are going to support those books. So here we have a murder. Right. We have a murder, maybe manslaughter, depending on how you want to spin the law. Um, and 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 what side is Texas Governor Abbott coming down on? Law and order, correct? Uh, well, the law and order, uh, which is a problem because apparently the uh, district attorney who prosecuted the case is a Democrat. Uh, Democrat oh. district attorney Jose Garza, also apparently backed by George Soros. 
Every, no. uh, everybody, listen, somehow you and I are the only two liberals not backed by George Soros. <laughs> Soros, Apparently, George, why aren't you sponsoring this podcast? Somehow Soros, is, we, you and I are the only two people not being give, uh, uh, written checks by George. Listen, if George Soros was supporting this podcast, the graphics would be way better. <laughs> so uh, I would have a home, I'd be in a home studio. So in a uh, in a Twitter, well, so Governor Abbott has promised to rein in, quote, rogue district attorneys and in a Twitter comment said that he strongly supports a supporting theory that Garza intentionally misled, misled the grand jury throughout the trial. So uh, Soros backs it. Garza misleads the jury, uh, a jury uh, of the same constituents that probably helped elect Governor Abbott. Uh, sure. Their their version, their their decision can't be trusted. Uh, oh, he can't trust it. So again, another tremendous overreach from the party of small government, mm-hmm. and from the party of law and order. Don't forget, yeah. it's they they want to make it okay for you to just basically go around shooting people. I, you know, I've never, regardless of of what the protest is for, whether I'm for that, whether I'm against it, I have never really felt the need to load up a lot of weapons and go to a protest. And I mm. don't know why this happens so much. You know what happens when people are, um, uh, you know what happens when people are protesting something that I don't care about? You ignore it. I stay home. Right. I just stay home. I don't give yeah. a shit. It's it's it's. Um, uh, I, I I don't grab my weapons and and uh, and start driving around town. Um, I just stay home. I stay home. I watch TV. I put Netflix on. Uh, maybe a Hulu, uh, a Disney Plus, uh, an AMC Plus, um, HBO Max, uh, Peacock. I was waiting to see how many more you could come up with. Uh, uh, you too. This time's got to stop. All right. Well, let's uh, let's run through. We've and we don't want to th- we don't want it to seem like we're just picking on the GOP this week. But Ron, can we make pick a little? It, can we pick a little bit more on? Oh, no goddamn easy. So I let's feel like jump you got out, more. Let's jump out to North Dakota, where last week um, they voted against expanding the free lunch program. Uh, in North Dakota, which uh, would have helped cover meals for students uh, whose mm-hmm. families are between 130 and 200 percent of the poverty level. Uh, so for a family of four, that means those making less than $60,000 a year. Um, they voted against that last week. This week, mm-hmm. um, they voted. So clearly, to- clearly they believe in small government they believe in um, uh, lowering uh, government spending. They are the party of, um, of, of of monetary restraint. Right. This this uh, school okay. lunch bill would have cost the state six million dollars every two mm-hmm. years. They said we mm-hmm. can't we can't support this. This week, however, uh, during interim legislation meetings, they passed a bill that will increase in-state meal reimbursements for state employees, including themselves. Um, right. So. Again, can't feed the kids. Fuck them poor kids. Fuck them kids. They want to be able to, you know, maybe add the queso to their burrito when they're having lunch. Uh, right. Maybe get the uh, the, the guacamole versus the hamburger. Ooh. So, yeah. So that's uh, that's North Dakota. I feel like we have more here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Missouri Republicans are now one step closer to defunding uh, public libraries. Um, they voted to defund all of the state public libraries for some reason, mm-hmm. um, because they, uh, th- I'm not even sure why I am not even sure why, because this actually started with Senate bill 775. It was legislation that was intended to provide more rights to sexual assault survivors, mm-hmm. um, which he then included, uh, an amendment to, cut funding to public libraries. So now it's a choice of do you, do you provide more rights to sexual assault survivors, but then defund public libraries? Uh, hard to say. Right. It's just, it's, it's mind boggling. It's genuinely mind boggling how um, uh, shamelessly politicians on the right, and I'm sure, I'm sure the left is not perfect. No. I do not want to come across like we are bleeding heart liberals who believe that the Democrats are the key to salvation for America. But it is stunning how um, 
how uh, there is a literal, uh, a complete lack of shame um, by Republican politicians to um, to to absolutely refuse to accommodate anybody that is not part of um, of their camp. Sure. You know, me, if, I- if you're a poor child, you don't get the the, the support of the Republicans. Um, if you go buy a yacht, yes, they're going to give you a tax break on that. I need to I need to make a quick correction. I, I read this article a tad bit incorrectly. So what happened was is there was this bill to provide more rights to sexual assault survivors. Um, a, Re- a Republican state senator added an amendment to ban educators from providing sexually explicit material to students. That was the amendment mm-hmm. on the bill. The the bill right. passed, and because of this bill passing, that started a lot of conservative parents trying to target books with LGBTQ themes um, mm-hmm. to get them out of the libraries. So the ACLU decides to file a lawsuit against the state, um, arguing that the ban violates the First Amendment. The Missouri Association of School Librarians and the Missouri Library Association join that lawsuit with the ACLU. So now the act of trying to defund public libraries is in retaliation Mm -hmm. for those associations joining the lawsuit against the state. Mm -hmm. It's even worse than I thought before. Yep. Uh, Just, it's, it's just mind boggling. Mind boggling. I think that that might be it. Oh, but wait, let's go to Kansas, Brian. Let's go to Kansas (sighs) where uh, the Kansas state legislature uh, passed a ban uh, on transgender students participating in female categories in uh, school and college sports. Um, they uh, they actually overrode a veto by the state's Democratic uh, governor. It's called the Fairness in Women's Sports Act. Um, and basically... What are they calling are it? They, the, it's the Fairness the, uh, in Women's Sports Act. Oh, so I'm... Let's, Fairness in women's sports. I think that's something we can all get behind. You would think so. But how, right. Brian, how are they going to enforce this? Um, I'm going to say that they are going to increase. They're going to increase funding to um, women's sports um, throughout um, uh, uh, school districts throughout the state. Uh, no, actually, what it will involve um, is a physical examination of these uh, of these school kids, um, which could also include a genital inspection. So, in essence, um, it makes me feel like the Canada, the Kansas GOP, um, wants to look at kids' genitals. <sighs> yes, agree with Allie. Get out of children's pants. Like, I get that. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, how the 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 subject of transgender athletes, especially when it comes to women's sports, you know, is a challenging one. Mm -hmm. And there are still a lot of, I think, questions and, and decisions that need to be made. I don't see how looking at prepubescent children's genitals um, gets us there. Um, I don't have an answer. It, I, I, it literally is just, um, it almost, it's, it, I know this is going to sound like, uh, it, this will sound minor. This will sound not severe enough, but it minor? is. Minor? Um, was that a underage joke right no, there? No, it was not an underage joke. Right. It, they're out of control. Right. They are, they, they're genuinely, um, there is an absolute rush by, um, uh, uh, Republican uh, politicians to um, uh, I, I don't even know what the word is anymore. I, I don't know how to phrase it. It is just it's so illogical. The um, uh, the anger that they are displaying por- towards people that are not like them. And to me, you're you're representing America, which has always been a country of immigrants, a country of diversity. Uh, a country of um, uh, uh, different types of people. Well, it always was a case of with with politicians, you know, the line was, you know, they represent everybody, even if everybody doesn't vote for them. And that mm-hmm. has gone so far by the wayside. Yes. It's just not even on people's radar anymore. Sad. It's very sad. Um, 
Ron? Yes. What are you watching? Um, I mean, what did I watch this week? I, I did not watch a lot. I started watching a, uh, it's not a new show, but it's new to me. It's called From on Amazon Prime. Uh, there's actually two seasons already on uh, online with a, a third season starting on April 23rd. It's uh, kind of a, a supernatural TV show. It's from the producers of Lost. It's about this town that uh, people get trapped in and can't leave and there are these creatures that come out uh after dark that will basically gut you and eat you if you're not indoors so it's it's good i'm, I'm like five or six episodes in but so I'm it's right. kind of like it's kind of like chicago yeah basically very similar brian what are you watching oh this week i watched two things that i uh recommend on youtube I watched Dog Belly, the new stand-up hour from comedian Big Jay Okerson. Oh, uh, he's good. Um, very good. Very solid. He has not put out a special in probably six, seven years. Um, one of the uh, best um, crowd work uh, comedians out there. Um, his interplay with uh, people in the crowd um, is almost as good as Todd Barry's. Nice. Todd Barry, I'll still say, is the best. But he's got. But this one is not just all crowd work. There are um, stories, jokes, whatnot, called Dog Belly, right there on YouTube. Um, you don't even need to pay for a streaming service. You got it right there, Dog Belly. Um, also watched on Amazon Prime, Reggie, documentary oh, yes. on Reggie Jackson. Um, really fascinating. Um, I watched it with um, uh, somebody who I care very much about who isn't really a huge baseball fan. And despite that deficiency on her part, she um, also um, uh, uh, was was uh, it, it captured her interest for the full hour and a half. Nice. Um, so uh, we watched Reggie. Um, really, um, it tells the story of what, it, you know, it's starting with his um uh, you know, entry into the baseball uh, uh, minor leagues. What was it like being an African-American male in the uh, uh, mid-1960s in Alabama uh, on a minor league team where, where you know, the, telling stories of how um, his teammates used to, um, uh, he, where, where his teammates would run in to, uh, to buy uh, meals uh, uh, while he waited in the car for them to bring him back his meal because he wasn't allowed in the restaurant. Um, stories where um, he would sleep on the couch of various players because the town they were living in, they wouldn't rent to an African-American, um, you know, uh, you know, even a room and board kind of uh, uh, establishment um, all the way through. What was it like breaking through the majors in a time before free agency when an owner could literally offer you um, uh, a contract and you had no other recourse? You could not. um go to the court. You could not become a free agent. You couldn't wait for your contract to expire and go to another team. If your contract expired and you didn't want to play with that team anymore, you were out of baseball. You got to go home and sell insurance. Um, really fascinating. And then obviously it goes through his, his success in Oakland, his success with the New York Yankees, um, and then his frustrations with Major League Baseball. It's lack of diversity um, in his uh, uh, post-playing career. Really interesting, and I recommend it to any baseball fan or um, uh, a fan of watching somebody overcome uh, some struggles and uh, truly succeed. Um, though it, it is, if you do watch it, very bittersweet in the end. All right. Uh, do you know where Reggie Jackson's childhood home is, Brian? No. Right here in Elkins Park, PA. What the fuck? And you've I never know. taken me there? I uh, will have to find it next time. They're considering knocking it down. They're trying to get it made a, a historical. Uh, maybe it's Jenkintown. Now I think it's Elkins Park. We'll we'll find it the next time you're down, uh, Brian. We uh, before we get too late into the show, we have to get to our stories of the week. This is where we pick out. It's two in Wincoat, Winecoat, 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 yeah, Winecoat. right around the corner. One forty nine um, Greenwood Avenue, Wincoat, PA. So Brian, what was? I'm sorry, yours? Ron. I'll just keep. I'll just keep talking all <laughs> over the place because. What? So what? how is that different Excuse from normal? Um, so we're going to do our stories of the week, Brian. Brian, what was the story yep. you wanted to cover this week? Ron, do you have a photo of Marla McIntyre? I might. Is that her? Oh, oh my gosh. What a beautiful photo. There is nothing more beautiful to me than watching a picture of a newly, um, uh, a new mom with her baby. Right. Um, showing the love that a mother and I mean, you know, um, especially when that baby was born in a toilet. 
<laughs> How does that happen, Brian? I need to know. All right. How does your baby get born in a toilet? A Georgia woman um, uh, uh, who mistook labor pains for a bad bellyache over the course of months who did not seek medical attention, thank the American healthcare system where people are too afraid to go to doctors because they can't afford it. Um, uh, uh, she went to the bathroom um, and popped out a bouncing baby boy. Quote, I looked down in the toilet and he is in there with water up to his ears, right under his chin, just looking back up at me like, are you going to get me out of here, mom? She is five feet tall, 160 pounds normally, a little body shaming on the um, New York Post part. We don't need to know how, what, 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 her body, what her body measurements are. Um, she never had a noticeable belly, uh, baby bump in the nine months leading up to her child's February birth. She said, I just looked like maybe I ate a big burrito. If you saw my size and the way I didn't show, it's astonishing how he could be in there and me not know it. Don't babies like kick and, and move around like I get maybe she felt that she but I feel like there are other like you don't have a period for nine months. Like, I, I well, I, she's she did say that she um, uh, uh, stopped getting her period, but she took a clear blue pregnancy test that came back negative and then just went on about her life. She said she never felt any kicks. She never felt anything. And then lo and behold, little baby boy McIntyre was just dumped out into her turlet. That's uh, I, I picked the wrong picture. That's a noggin on that child. Good Lord. That is, well, for, very hairy. Very, I mean, that's just a massive amount of hair on his head. I mean, they say all babies are beautiful, but this, this kid might be the exception of it. <laughs> well, I, you know, not, I wouldn't say the one. I mean, Janelle's calling shenanigans. I mean, wait, that would mean this woman's just making up a story to get, uh, to go viral. All right. Whoa. No. Is, is, uh, do you think there's a, a possible GoFundMe in her future? We'll have to see. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to keep an eye on that. Though I think we, I think our podcast should start following her on social media so we can get constant updates on little baby, on, on baby toilet boy McIntyre. All right. Would you like to hear my story of the week, Brian? Ron, what's your story of the week? So my story of the week uh, involves uh, actress and presenter Anna Obregon um, right here. Uh, she is uh, she is a 68-year-old celebrity who reportedly used a surrogate mother in Miami to have a baby. Um, but apparently there was a twist this past week when she announced that the baby is actually the daughter of her son who died of cancer in 2020. So. Okay, hold up, hold up. So she is going to be raising her grandchild. Well, what I'm trying to find out is, and it's, it's tough to say, the the implication is that her her son started to preserve samples of sperm before he began treatment for his cancer treatment. Mm -hmm. So what is not clear is whether this woman's eggs were fertilized by her son's sperm. Now, Ron, I'm going to ask you a question. I'm, first <laughs> off, I'm going to hope that the answer to that question is no. Right. What would you prefer? Maybe this is an after dark question, but I'm saying it during the podcast. There are no rules. There actually are. Um, but uh, do you? Th what do you think would have, would have been a better use for her son's sperm do you think that it would have been to fertilize the eggs that her surrogate um carried as embryos into full birth so she can raise that child or do you think she should have dried the sperm into a powder and then made um a, a faux pearl jewelry out of I, what I'm is the that, better I'm use going with of that sperm? second one actually you think uh, you think a, a pair of earrings uh, yes. earrings would have been better. I mean, I think it would have been tasteful. I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like there's there's a, a nice piece of jewelry. Maybe he could have studded her his uh, his urn with that. Like it's there's I don't know. There. I'm sorry, but I don't know a lot of people that want a tasteful of sperm. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So those are our stories of the week. It was uh, it was a, quite a week. Uh, also, Brian, you uh, a couple of weeks back introduced um, our new segment. Uh, fuck around and find out 
and uh, people loved it. And yes. we had uh, we had a couple new stories this week. Fall in mm-hmm. under the fuck around and find out. Sure. Uh, the first one coming from Sterling, Virginia. Uh, it involves YouTuber Tanner Cook. Uh, he was uh, reportedly uh, recording a prank video for his YouTube page uh, inside the Dulles Town Center uh, when 31-year-old Alan Coley allegedly shot him in the stomach. I, don't, I mean, kind of funny, kind of funny. Um, officials have arrested and charged Coley with aggravated malicious wounding, use of the fi- of a firearm and commission of a felony, and discharging uh, a firearm within a building. Apparently, the shooting was a result of a fight that broke out in the food court uh, between two men. Uh, apparently, because you know uh, Tanner Cook was playing this practical joke, the guy did not take it well, pulled out a gun, and shot him. Um, now, I'm torn on this I'm one, not gonna, mm, I'm very torn on this torn. one. Like, you should not just randomly shoot, shoot people. people in the food court of the mall. No. You, should, you However, should only shoot people if your life is in line. But... But these prank channels on YouTube, just they, they go too far sometimes. And, uh, I mean, I'm not saying the kid deserved it. I'm just saying he fucked around and he found out. Yes. Um, I think that there are, I've watched videos where these pranksters are doing something that they think is funny and um, is, it's just blatantly disrespectful. And um, you know, you, you know, one of the things I always like to do, you know, it is Easter. I like to think, you know, I like to quote my Bible um, do unto others as you would like done to you. Right. And, you know, if you apply that rule to to a lot of these YouTube pranks that you're seeing on social media, um, a lot of times I come back and say, I would not want that done to me. You know, there was one there was one YouTube prank that I was watching recently where a man went into a um, he went into a, a sauna at his local gym and another man walked over and took his um, uh, he took his blanket off his towel um, exposing himself, you were supposed to stop me, Ron. Oh, sorry. Uh, you, yeah, yeah. That was one of I, I, as soon as soon as I said man sauna, that was your um, cue for uh, this thing's got. Well, Brian, stop. let me cut you off right there. Uh, you Please. also added a story to fuck around and find out. Talk to us about this story because this was also okay. enjoyable. Uh, Matt unfortunately did not pull the video, um, but I think it's a good story nonetheless. Well, the whole point of um, this story for Fuck Around and Find Out is to watch the video um, because on a recent flight from someplace to someplace, uh, the article doesn't even have the uh, guy's name, um, a a gentleman uh, uh, flying in first class um, demanded a pre-flight gin and tonic from the steward or stewardess. We don't assume gender. Um, and uh, was refused as the um, uh, 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 as uh, drink service had not started. Right. He apparently um, wanted the, a gin and tonic. Sure. What's wrong with the gin and tonic? Nothing. Who likes Lightful gin and drink. tonics? Snoop Dogg. If Snoop Dogg drinks it, Manizzle. If, if, if Snoop Dogg's drinking it, then we all want it, right? A little yes. gin and um, My head is going to explode from hearing Brian talk about people doing things they think are funny and are just disrespectful. Is that to imply that I do the same? I I think she's referring to your comments about the, uh, the, the prank YouTube channel. No, I think she's trying to say that I'm uh, uh, guilty of it. Um, Anyway. So uh, uh, throws a fit um, crosses the line. um, uh, Seems shocked when airport security comes onto the plane to take him off and um, immediately starts weeping as they are placing him under arrest. Um, yeah, I mean, begging now not to get kicked off the plane, but sure, um, that uh, that uh, that flight was over for that individual. Uh, he fucked yes. around and he found out. Ended up crying. Yep. Brian, Ron, when uh, was the last time you cried? Um, probably when I lost the title belt. Just some full on weeping. I believe that. Um, real quick because we don't want the show to end before we talk about this. Let's give a quick wrap up of our AEW night uh, this past Wednesday uh, at the UBS arena. 
Elmont, New York. Uh, people asked, did Brian bring the title belt with him? He did. He brought it to work. He brought it on the train. He carried it with him into the UBS arena. And yep. it, I, I, many people uh, admired the belt. It was, uh, it was insane. First off, I, you know, the way I saw it is um, you had reached out to me and said, listen, if you don't want to bring the belt, you don't have to. Yeah. Um, at no point did I take you seriously. Right. Um, I figured that if I didn't show up to that arena with the belt, you would um, lambast me and shame me in a way that I did not want to be on the receiving end of. Fair enough. So I brought the belt in. Um, one story that I would like to share is that um, – uh, I didn't have. I did not have a proper uh, transportation uh, mode for the belt at work. I put it in a uh, paper bag with handles from Walgreens in the office. It seemed like it was sturdy enough to hold the belt. Right. However, two minutes into my Long Island Railroad, um, as it is exiting Penn Station, going under the East River into Queens, coming out in Long Island City, sometime during that portion of the commute, the handles of the bag ripped off, causing the, the uh, uh, lower part of the bag with the containing the belt to crash to the floor in a loud thud. Yikes. Well, if you are a Long Island resident, I'm um, hearing a, you, know, you might be a little skittish on the <laughs> Long Island Railroad if you hear a loud noise. Um, uh, the, the amount of eyes that were immediately shot over into my direction as I awkwardly um, picked up my paper bag off the floor and clutched it under my arm trying to avoid uh, any further embarrassment. But that embarrassment completely went away as I walked into the UBS um, uh, arena in uh, the Elmont Hall or Belmont Hall, whatever they want to call it, I suddenly realized that I was the only idiot there with a wrestling belt. <laughs> um, I quickly looked around um, when I walked. And I walked in relatively early. I you think did, it was yes. close to a, it was about 530. The show didn't start until seven. Um, but I did a quick, you know, 360 to see, um, you know, who else is going to make me feel a little bit more normal right now. And there was nobody. There was nobody with a wrestling belt over their shoulder. Um and uh, I'm going to tell you something. Uh, I held it. I wore it at times. I you were proud tossed of it. it over. Um, you know, it was just it was also nice to see you getting to see it again. You know, you've been away from her for, uh, you know, a couple months. A couple months now. Um, yeah. I know that she I know she was so important to you. Um, I know that she um, she was the the rock that held you up when you were feeling low. Um, but uh, it was uh, it was um, something that I would prefer not to have to do again. Right. Well, it was a good time. I mean, it was, you know, William, uh, William Esquire was there with us. Sure. Was there with us. It Friend was, of the show. We had, uh, we had good seats. We were in the dime lounge. So we had, you know, our own bar, our own bathroom available. Sure. Um, I enjoyed Also people, people, UBS arena. If you use your American express card, was it 10% off? I believe so. 10% off for using your American express card. And what I was very surprised by Ron was when he looked at me and said, I don't have an American Express card. I don't. I just Surprise haven't gotten that. around to getting one again. So, hmm. um, I enjoyed you uh, explaining your title belt to the bartender at one point because <sighs> she was like, "I don't recognize that title belt." What? And you were very proudly explained that you were the fifty-one sure. percent owner of the Ron and Brian podcast, which led to uh, a very obvious follow-up question from her. Well, if you're the fifty-one percent owner, where's the forty-nine percent owner? And you were kind of like, "Oh." this asshole back here <laughs> it was enjoyable it was enjoyable it was fun it was a very fun time but i will say this um it's just too long of a day yeah it's, it's it is you know, too long the, of a day uh, <coughs> you got oh, what was dark what, what do you have right <laughs> yeah aw dark from seven to eight yep. then you had dynamite from eight to ten then ring of honor <clears throat> My issue, you want to know what my real issue of the evening was? You need to drink some water, my friend. Hold on. Just take a second. Take a second. It's okay to hydrate. There's there's nothing wrong with hydrating. You should be using your Ron and Brian I mug. I thought we should get some uh, some some glasses made up, like some pint glasses with the Ron and Brian. Anyway, I digress. My 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 only issue of the evening, I think, was kind of with Dom. And you want to know why that is, Brian? A son right. of a bitch. 
he keeps getting better looking as he gets older. Yes. Like well, I haven't seen him since I think the Life of Agony concert at Broken Goblet. And he's sure. kind of got, he's got the salt and pepper thing going. He's got the gray yes. on each side. And it's yes. just like, he's in, he's intimidatingly good looking to sit next to. And like, yes. I've always had, I've had a comfort level with my looks. I would say I'm a solid Pennsylvania six. I'm probably sure. like a New York four. Like that's not Dom, true. That's not true. Eh, I, New York's a higher level. Like Dom is like a New York eight. He's sure. a Philly 10. You put him out in like central Pennsylvania and he's lifted to like God status. Like you move him like outskirts of Reading a, a, into a small town. And like within two weeks, all the men of the town are like, Dom, please stop taking our wives from us. Yes. Yes. And, 100%. and, and also he has the personality where he will instantly connect with a total oh, stranger. Great guy. Just it's just a totally friendly great guy. Just sitting next to somebody, he will turn around and start talking to them. Yeah. Yet he also looks like, and I, I can attest to this, he looks like the kind of guy that in a, in a, in a half a second, um, things can turn sour and he could be beating the crap out of yeah, someone. Yeah, he could lay out with, with one punch if he needed to. But he wouldn't yes. do that because he's too he nice wasn't. a guy. No, but he's the kind of guy you want on your side oh, when um, you know when 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 the fight breaks out. Um, great guy, absolutely. Uh, you know what would have been nice had you sat there and said after he dropped you off, "Hey, wait a second, wait a couple minutes. I'm going to get us <laughs> photos with Billy Gunn." Hold on, I'm certain badass Billy Gunn is going to be here in a couple of minutes. Sure, uh, I want you guys to just hang out. Sure. Instead, what we got was okay. Good night, guys. <laughs> Okay. Anything, uh, anything. I mean, we've covered so much, Brian. Uh, I don't know. The only thing we haven't covered is what's going down in a mere 24 minutes. And mm -hmm. that is, of course, mm -hmm. After Dark uh, for our Patreon subscribers. If you go to ronandbrianpodcast.com, click in the upper right-hand corner uh, to become a patron. For just $10 a month or more, you get access to the live After Dark taking place mm -hmm. from 9.30 to 10. Uh, this evening you also can qualify for great levels of swag brian will be cracking open his second tall boy of bud light i already mean, knocked is, down one what is it this, is 24 gonna ounces be, it's gonna be a solid night just a solid night i i got a bit of a buzz going i know i'm ready for after dark brian are you ready for after dark i'm ready for after dark i think we've got some uh spicy stories um we've got some uh, uh sexiness um it's going to be naughty all right. Well, then thank you, everybody, for joining us. I feel this has been an outstanding 68 minutes of content. Hopefully you have enjoyed yes. it. Hopefully you've enjoyed it enough to join the Patreon and join us later. But if not, we always uh, enjoy you guys joining, subscribing, rating, reviewing, the whole nine yards. Patreon folks, we'll see you in a little bit. Everyone else, we'll be back here next Sunday night. Brian, any final words of wisdom? before we get on out of here champ he's just no none um thank you ever just waving the bell for those people still listening on audio mp3 format old school og um people listen it is a um you know there's a lot of ugliness in this world do not let it pull you down um understand that there is um there's a lot of things that you can do yourself to make the world a better place there's a lot of things you can do to make your world a better place and you owe it to yourself to do everything and anything that you can all right can't say it better myself episode 252 in the books ron and brian out Thank you for joining us on the Ron and Brian podcast. We're live each week on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. You can find prior episodes, links to our social media, and everything else Ron and Brian at ronandbrianpodcast.com. See you again next week.